Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm here with Taylor. Hello. And we are bringing you Twin Tales, where we are going through the 50 United States, talking about all the great legends and ghost stories that each state has. And we have made it all the way up to Hawaii today. Place everyone wants to go. Exactly. I want to be at Hawaii right now, because it's snowing here today. (laughs) And also raining at the same time. (laughs) Either way, it's icy. Yeah, I can tell you that. My car has gotten stuck about three times. in the snow so Hawaii was a nice place to pretend I'm at <laughs> do you want to go to Hawaii though since you researched uh, a supernatural thing about them you know their supernatural thing was really more interesting than I would say like freaky I think the thing that would keep me out of Hawaii is the fact that their centipedes are like feet long <laughs> and not just tiny little regular centipedes that every other god respecting state has yeah one of your teachers told you about that didn't they Yeah, because he was in Hawaii for a while and just gave a very haunting tale of, (laughs) (laughs) um... Centipedes? Yeah. The size of snakes? Yeah, get it, like, stuck in his, like, jacket or, like, in his shirt and stuff. And I found that kind of upsetting. In the Australia of the United States, really. Yeah, I didn't find the truth. But (laughs) Hawaii has a pretty interesting history for ghost stories and stuff because they have their tribes there yeah so it's exciting that's where all the midwest states get their stories because of native americans i'm pretty sure there's quite a few yeah all the legends as far as like certain gods and stuff like indian gods well what do you have for us today well today i'm going to talk about night marchers taylor sounds like a bug no it's not well it's a ghost really a group of ghosts a group yeah So there's this legend of the night marchers, and it's rooted in ancient Hawaii, which was once governed by a very strict caste system. And what is a caste system? A caste system is one of those where you have the higher up, like, elite people on top, and they have all the nice things and all the nice people. (laughs) And then you kind of slowly go lower in the system as far as, like, middle class kind of people and then the very bottom is like the dirt poor people that do all like the cruddy jobs and stuff and live in huts so it dictates their social system yeah where you stand in society i think india still runs a caste system in fact it's an unspoken caste system i hear (laughs) well they don't really talk about it but it's still a thing yeah well this legend started when hawaii was governed by a strict caste system And night marchers are ghostly apparitions of a band of beings who move with purpose to the beat of primitive pounding drums. So they're dancers. They're warriors, Taylor. They're dancers. Warriors. They have war drums, kind of like the people in Colorado you talked about. But what makes them scary besides the fact that they're ghosts? Well, some say they are armed spirit warriors en route to or from battle, and they have, like, archaic weaponry like spears and stuff and clothes that are decorated that have like pretty creepy decorations on their helmets and their cloaks and stuff like skulls or something yeah and the hawaiians believe that they're like these warriors that um in the past they had like a chief that would go through a village and the warriors would um blow conch shells and they would beat these drums to announce announce his arrival and commoners were expected to stare at the ground and never make eye contact with the chief. And the consequence of de- disobeying that was death. Were they like the samurai of Hawaii? Kind of. 
They called them Ali, like L A L I dash I. L E E? Ali. We can't speak. And that was who the uh, warriors were protecting. That was like the chief, was the Ali. Make sure nobody looks at him. Yeah, because um, in like the, the system, the Ali had immense power and were often thought of as like physical representations of gods. And these warriors were tasked to protect them and uphold like their belief system. And they believed that they had to continue their duties into the afterlife oh. as the night marchers. So the Hawaiians believe that if you had this job, like, you were pretty much going to have this job forever and ever, even after you died. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And um, some think that they're also just restless souls that are looking to, like, reclaim rightful territory if they lost a battle or, like, replay a battle that went wrong or they're trying to avenge their deaths. So they're not necessarily, like, just the people that were protecting this chief. They went to battle, too. Yeah, they could just be warriors that, like, are, aren't settled with how the battle went. Always stuff like that in Legends. Yeah, the Night Marchers are said to roam through very specific locations, and they're often recognized by their raised torches and chants. So usually people will see them, like, way off in the distance, just, like, this giant group of torches and, like, chanting and drumming people. You saying that they have ghost fire? Yes. It's possible? Yes, it is. Mm. Ghosts get cold too, Taylor. They're supposed to be. They're dead. <laughs> um, there have been a few scattered reports of daytime marches, but most of the time... <laughs> daytime? <laughs> these apparitions appear to be most active at night, and they're said to march on certain nights designated by the moon, like certain moon cycles, you're more likely to see them. Is it a full moon? Um, it was actually like a quarter moon. It like wasn't a moon. It wasn't like new moon or full moon. It was like in the between. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it was, I was kind of like, oh, full moon, like a werewolf or something, but... No, just no, didn't have quarter correlation. moons. Yeah. So, um, the night marchers allegedly float a few inches off the ground, but some local accounts tell of seeing mysterious footprints in their path after they have passed. So, some conflicting evidence. <laughs> yeah, so some people say they leave footprints, some people say, like, no way, they're floating, they're ghosts. But well, that last ghost you told me about, they're like, she doesn't have legs, so I guess this is a step up. Well, they may or may not have legs. I don't know, they move in a big, like group of people so <laughs> I don't know if people are just can't see that well <laughs> but um it's one of those legends that Hawaiians are very familiar with like it's something that they believe like wholeheartedly it does happen on their islands this happens on all the islands yeah because I mean, you have multiple tribes on the islands but they all have like these warrior people interesting yeah so um since Hawaii only has a spoken language at the time of western contact and I don't know if they even have a written language now but um, the first written account of the Night Marchers was by this dude called Captain Cook. <laughs> yeah, right? Sounds like a restaurant. I know, Captain Cook makes great, like, seafood, but, um, he was the first one to actually write down, like, seeing something, and that was in 1883, and he described various sightings of these ghost soldiers and the spirit of a king that had once resided there while he was on the big island of Hawaii. And Cook wasn't the only one who claimed to see the frightening ghosts of the night. <laughs> the legends of the night marchers are still told throughout the Hawaii Islands today. He was just the first, like, white person to see it. Yeah, the first one that could write and, like, actually say, like, Dear, like, Mom and Dad, I saw this today. <laughs> so that was the first, like, written record. And he, like, recorded these, like, sightings multiple times. So he didn't only see them, like, one time. 
he saw them multiple times. Was yeah. he sure that just wasn't the tribes, like, playing a trick on him? Like, maybe we can scare him away kind of thing? <laughs> I mean, I guess most of his reports kind of go along with that, like, ghostly spirits of warriors kind of vibe. <laughs> so it's, it's possible they're just trying to get him off the island, but and have he been just ever wrote, since, wrote home about it and never left. <laughs> um, but there's a legend has it that resting your eyes like upon the night marchers, like looking at them, like looking at them, could signal a grim fate for the perpetrator or a friend or relative. So either you get cursed or a friend or relative gets cursed. Yeah, there was one that's like if you look at these people, either like something bad's gonna happen to you or someone you know. And then there was also another account that's like if you look at these people, like something bad's gonna happen to you unless you get a relative to trade spots with you, and then something bad happens to them. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> What if you, like, trick them and be like, pretend it's not a curse. Be like, they said I was going to get a million dollars. Like, will you take this curse? Uh, maybe Hawaii has some kind of thing. Like, don't trust your family members. They're going to get you kidnapped by night marchers. Oh, they take people? Well, there was some that said that if you looked at them, like, your grim fate was, like, you have to become one of them. Like, they take you into their, like, Oh, like group. the Kushtaka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if you do see a night marcher, witnesses are urged to crouch low to the ground and play dead and avert their eyes, um, any sound or movement could invite a night marcher's glance. <laughs> and if the portion where they're supposed to be protecting their um, chief, chief of the tribe, you're not supposed to look at him anyway. But so. I thought you weren't supposed to look at the chief. Like, who cares about them? You're not supposed to look at the chief, and that's why you look away from the night marchers, because they would always come before the chief came. That must have been a lonely life. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to look at anybody. Um, but these night marchers are diligently set upon their destination. They're usually roam the same areas that's why a lot of people think it's like battles and stuff because the night marchers always tend to walk in the same direction in the same places at the same times mm -hmm. and um they're not really considered spirits that deviate to haunt humans or anything they're just kind of set on their own but if you get in the way like you get in the way <laughs> uh there's some characteristics that like tend to come before these night marchers and that's like heavy wind. Um, if you do see the rose of spirits, it's spirits carrying torches. And there's male and female rose. Oh, had... there are girls in these warriors. Yeah, they they couldn't stand next to each other, but you did have female warriors. <laughs> it's like being um, at a church back in the day. You right? can't sit next to each other, but you're two still separate there. sides. Um, it there's lightning and thunder that usually comes with them, and heavy rain or high surf. You'll hear chanting and drum beats. Unusually bright torches, that's where you get the fi ghost fire, it's really bright, apparently. Um, and if you do see them, apparently they're usually messing around with each other, <laughs> game playing and rivalries and stuff. Kinda makes it sound like they know what they're doing. Yeah, right? And most of the time they're accompanied by a mist or a fog, which is, I'm assuming why no one can tell if they have legs or not. Because there's the mist. fog, yeah. <laughs> Should um, get a meteorologist out there, it's like, they're causing weather patterns. <laughs> Like, unusually high surf, must be getting night watch marchers today. <laughs> There's a thunderstorm outside, must be those night watchers. Exactly. Uh, there was one man that was visiting the island, and he said that they arrived on a beach between 10 and 11 p.m., and there was a distant flash of light that caught their attention, and it looked like a line of fire ants marching down a mountain by the Dillingham Airfield. And he said he thought people were hunting, but... There was a long line of torches, which would be odd to be doing if you were hunting. <laughs> and he said it was a strange sight because it looked like it was just, like, these torches that would just disappear. 
once they reached a certain point, even though they weren't, like, turning around the mountain. Yeah. And, uh, he later realized that the, uh, he wasn't, he was looking at hunter not looking at hunters, but looking at night marchers. The Hawaiians there, I think, told him that. <laughs> and in some families in Hawaii right now, like, even to mention what a night marcher is or say they saw it, um, may, like invoke the entity to appear or to do something to their family so they don't even talk about it. The Voldemort of the language. Yeah, exactly. And I got some nice little pictures of what these uh, night marchers look like. Their torches look like hooks with a flame in them. That's kind of the archaic weaponry that they say this is all. I have some where some of them have spears, some of them have like these bone hooks. Well, they kind of look like the Trojans with their mohawk helmets. That's a plant. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> it, most, I think most of their helmets are usually made out of bone, and they had some pretty ominous designs on them. I mean, they're, they they're dressed in traditional, like, Hawaiian apparel. Why would you make say. a helmet out of bone, though? That is not, like, a durable material. What? I don't really know, like, how much metal they actually had, like, available on well, the Hawaiian islands, like, they can back make in weapons, the 1800s. Can't they? Out of bone? <laughs> They're not so scary, if that's the case. I thought they were interesting. They are interesting. I like that picture with the wave coming up behind that tribe one you have there. That's the rest of the tribe. Oh, that was a wave. <laughs> I mean, they are known to be associated with high surf. Okay. So they're great for if you want to go surfing. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Hawaii had some pretty cool legends, if you ever want to check them out. They got quite a few. Were most of them tribe-related? A lot of them were, yeah, and I think that's probably because most of Hawaii is still tribe land, like, tribal people. Yeah, I hear they don't like all the, uh, vacation people that end up there. I understand that. I don't like a lot of vacation people here either. I know. They're always annoying. Try going to Estes Park in the summer. It's horrible. Yeah, very busy. No one knows how to follow traffic signals. (laughs) And everyone wants to take pictures of the deer. The deer aren't the things you go to the mountains for. I know, right? You have deer on the plains. You don't have to go all the way mountains for that. Yeah, just drive to Kansas. They have plenty of deer. It's true. They're all over the place. Well, thank you for sharing this story, Alex. That was interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm gonna go look up some more Hawaiian legends after finding this one. Oh, you're intrigued now, huh? I am. I'm interested. Alright, well maybe we'll hear another one someday. Definitely. Alright, well thank you for sharing, and we will see you guys next time on Twin Tales.